Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The bad seed, the broken eight, the bad apple with the bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad attitude, bad day, bad lie, bad do, bad bread, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live. Mafia, did you get my book from there or did you leave it there? We're in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Rocket Mortgage. Get your Rocket Mortgage on, son. And people dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do better. All my friends, they come around, flat to fudge, a party up, rats on the west side, bed bugs up down, what a mess, this town's a tatter, my brain splattered all over Manhattan, should be shake out who? Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212-4CBS is our toll-free hotline brought to you by GEICO. Great news, you can save a bunch of money if you switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. All right, uh, we got uh, Scott Fowler coming on tonight from the Charlotte Observer. Uh, he's a columnist. We'll talk, obviously, about uh, the Carolina Panthers firing Ron Rivera with him. This was his uh, ninth season as head coach, leading the team to a Super Bowl loss in 2015. Would you want Rivera if your team fires its coach this offseason? Do you think he'll get a job that quickly, Carver High? I actually do. And, in fact, the place where I think he might get the job is the Giants. He's got the connection with Gettleman in Carolina. It seems like Gettleman brings everybody from Carolina. Uh, I would watch that. So you think they're going to fire Shermer? Well, I think Shermer's getting fired no matter what. Really? No matter who they're bringing in, Shermer's going to get fired. So you get one year and you're out. I mean, if they lose these next four games and finish 2-12, and tw- what would it be, 2-14? and 14? Right. I mean, honestly, how do you bring the guy back? And you would bring Rivera right into that I, spot. I don't. I personally wouldn't hire the guy. I don't think he's a great coach. I think that that guy there could be a little bit of mix there with Gettleman and him. You just think it's because of their relationship right, that it's right. a fit. That's where something that I would look. Think, I personally wouldn't hire the guy. But, if it was my team, I wouldn't want him. Do you I don't think, think he's good. Do you think that people think that that's just too easy of a move for Gettleman and it would make Gettleman look weak, that he that, that's all he knows is he's hiring uh, the same people that he knows, that's all he knows, that he can't do anything outside of, like, his Carolina regime. Right. And also, if I'm Rivera, you know, you've had some success in the league. You've been to a Super Bowl. Um, are you going to want to go to a team that, let's face it, isn't close to getting to one right now? You know, that could, that's something else. I mean, he might only want to go to a team that is good or something like that. Well, you know, what, or closer. what good team's going to fire well, their coach? Well, this happens ever. I mean, good teams that are close, they, sometimes guys get whacked. We we see it. You know, the Cowboys have a ton of talent. They could be firing their coach just, you know, or, or letting him go. He doesn't could you see him go there? No. We know who's going to Dallas. If, if, it's uh, the if guy Garrett's from uh, oh, Oklahoma. It's, it's Lincoln. If, he, if he's gone, it's going to be Lincoln. But I'm saying – Sometimes teams with a lot of talent 
don't get over the hump. But don't you think that's automatic that he's taken uh, the Garrett's out there and they're going with Lincoln Riley? I think so. You can almost smell it coming, can't you? Of course. If this guy just keeps talking about how great his coach is but not saying he's coaching there next year, he's out. You know, he's he loves him, so he's going to try to do him up and say, you know what, someone should hire him. But if you came out today and said he's going to be coaching somewhere next year and then say he's going to be coaching here next year, you're firing him. Jerry Hannon will join us at 11.03 Eastern. Uh, our college football insider will talk about the new college football playoff rankings that came out tonight. Ohio State, the top team, followed by LSU, Clemson, and Georgia. Utah is the first team out at five with Oklahoma and Baylor right behind them. How will the rankings look after this weekend's final games? So what do you think of the new rankings, Carver High? Anything uh, surprise you at all? I, I go back again to I think Oklahoma is better than Utah. I honestly think they're teasing Utah here. That's what I think they're doing. If, of course, Georgia loses. If LSU beats Georgia, we know that the door is open for somebody to go in. And I think that they've put the breadcrumbs out there for Utah. But the winner of that Oklahoma-Baylor game, I think he's going to have a better case than Utah. I think they just are. Yeah. And if Utah does beat Oregon, which I still don't think they're going to. And when is that game? This weekend, Saturday, Oklahoma-Baylor? That is Saturday. Friday night is Utah-Oregon. So, And you like Oregon to win the game. I do. And the game's in Santa Clara. Mafia, do you believe that uh, Utah is better than Oklahoma or Baylor? Obviously, just going off name, no. If you're going to go off the, probably the, the pure talent they have, no. Right now, they, they're putting them up there. I'd say they're better than Baylor. I'm not going to say they're better than Oklahoma. But if they beat Oregon, are they? Like, I think the way they have them ranked, you have to keep them up there unless they lose. You know, I don't think they're going to. I don't think Oklahoma beating Baylor is going to be enough to jump them over Utah if Utah wins. I think Oregon losing two weeks ago hurts Utah badly here. They they slipped too far down. So you think uh, Oregon's weakness, but, you're picking, Oregon but you're picking Oregon to beat Utah. I am. I'm saying that the loss hurt them because now Oregon's a little further down the rankings. Baylor and, and Oklahoma are playing each other at 7-8. and eight. Uh, it, It's just it's just the way that they work these things. It gets tricky sometimes. Utah wins the game. Hey, they've got a great D. They've got an exciting quarterback, a great coach. Well, you know what? I personally, I'd like to see Utah in it. I'd like to see Utah. Will they probably get whacked by Ohio State? Maybe. But I'd rather see somebody new than Oklahoma in there again. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, what do you think of the college football rankings and the playoff situation as it stands now? And who do you like in these big games this weekend? We'll hit all of them tonight on the bench. Uh, big night of college hoops as Louisville uh, gives Michigan their first loss of the season. And Duke is playing right now against Michigan State and kicking their ass in East Lansing at the Breslin Center, 32-18 right now in the first half. Mafia, I called that, denied the Louisville win, laying the five and a half as they roll over Michigan. And I have the uh, Blue Devils actually with that six spot tonight at the Breslin. So we'll see how that plays out. That game is... Right now, all Duke, but I don't believe for a minute it's going to stay that way. Do you think they're going to run away with that game and just get get out of there with a blowout? I, I have a feeling Michigan State will fight their way back. Yeah, I think so, too. But I think it'll be a good game, uh, certainly in the second half. But right now, Duke dominating the first half in East Lansing and really giving uh, Michigan State nightmares. They're getting to the glass. They're getting follow-up dunks. They're getting threes. They're doing everything right, Duke, tonight in the Breslin Center against Tom Izzo's Spartans. 
Right now, I think I saw it. It was uh, 32-18 with five and a half left in the first half. Reports say the Yankees will meet with Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg over the next few days. Like I heard, what, tomorrow they're going to meet with them? I think one of them tomorrow and then the other one the next day. So which one do you want and which one do you think they'll get? I, I, do, I still believe Strasburg is going to go back to the Nationals at the end of the day. I really do. So I think that Cole is where is the shot. And they're going to offer him the most money. The question is, does he want money or does he want to go live in California? Or, you know, that that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, all right, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. Uh, it sounds exciting. So Scott Fowler coming up here in five minutes from the Charlotte Observer. Top of the second hour, 11.03 Eastern. Jerry Hinnon on college football. It's Pharrell on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS to get on the bench. Scott Fowler is a great columnist with the Charlotte Observer. You can follow all the coverage on Ron Rivera at thecharlotteobserver.com. Hopefully I got that right. Scott, how you doing, buddy? I'm well. How about yourself? I'm doing better than Ron Rivera. Uh, Let me uh, ask you, how did this all play out? Well, they lost their fourth straight game Sunday, an embarrassing loss, uh, losing to Washington. You know, rookie quarterback, game was at home, interim head coach for Washington. And by Tuesday, uh, David Tepper, the owner, had decided he had had enough. Uh, he, he said today I was part of a sort of a very spontaneous press conference that he was in. And he said that he did it because he didn't want to do a coaching search or begin one behind Ron Rivera's back, but he felt like other teams, he did not name them, were already putting out feelers for other head coaches. And so he didn't want to put himself at a competitive disadvantage. So he fired Ron Rivera with four games left. So so essentially what you're saying is that he, this guy Tepper, uh, I remember he was in Pittsburgh. He had warned him. Remember, like I think there was like a warning a couple weeks ago where he's like, "We're just yeah, not gonna." T- That's right. Right. There was. Yeah. And that 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 was kind of when I felt he was doomed. I, I when that guy said, "Listen, we're just not gonna tolerate this mediocrity," uh, I thought that that was the beginning of the end for Ron Rivera. And then, so you're telling me that he essentially is saying, "If I don't do this now, I'm gonna lose out on any good coaching opportunities that I'm looking to change into into that direction." It's basically the way he explained it. I guess not any, but some. You know, people who might be available to talk to now. Obviously, some of the people they might want to talk to have jobs or will have, you know, are coordinators for teams that will go deep in the playoffs or whatever. But there's other people, I suppose, that are out there that he may want to talk to. He, right he said that uh, I loved what he said. Uh, I'm going to quote him. He said, if people believe or fans believe that I'm going to hire the Messiah in here and bring you to the promised land in one year, I got a few guys they should meet. They can meet the Tooth Fairy, Santa Claus, a bridge in Brooklyn, and I hope it happens that way. That That's great <laughs> stuff. You got to admit. He's colorful. There's no doubt about uh, he, he, he will uh... – he will enliven any press conference he's part of. And he's not patient. You know, he's the either the richest or the second richest NFL owner, depending on what list you're looking at and when, uh, with Arthur Blank in Atlanta. And, you know, he's had this team for a year and three quarters now, and they've gone 12 and 16, and he wants to put his own stamp on it. So that's, that's what's going to happen now. So uh, 
Scott Fowler with us from the Charlotte Observer. Check out uh, charlotteobserver.com. Do you think that uh, he had said even that uh, he's more, it would appear to me, analytical, that he wants to have a young, offensive-minded coach? Essentially, what that means in Portuguese is I want to be like everybody else in the NFL and hire a, a Shanahan or a McVeigh and someone that's analytical. Well, right. That, it's certainly been the trend lately. And he did say uh, – he didn't say young, but he certainly said, you know, uh, teams lean offensively these days. He sounded like NFL would be more likely than college, although he, he said he certainly wasn't going to rule out college. So, um, but yeah, I mean, reading between the lines, it certainly sounded like that may be the way that they end up here too. But I don't know. You know, Tep, I also did, I thought he was, you know, eventually probably would release Rivera, fire him. But I thought he'd wait, uh, and he, he didn't. You know, he, he kind of does his own thing here and uh, has has made, uh, you know, some, some inroads doing that so far. I think he's going to get an MLS team probably within the next few months would be my guess. And uh, he's, you know, he's – He's got twelve billion dollars, so he knows he knows some stuff about how to run a business. Now we'll know see soon whether he knows how to hire a football coach. That's crazy. Uh, so you're telling me that that guy is worth twelve billion dollars? Because I know yeah. I know someone worth five billion, and I was blown away at that staggering number. You're telling me this guy's worth way more than that. Twice as much and a little more. That is, that is crazy. That is filthy money. Now, tell, tell me what he said about uh, the meeting with Rivera, because he did mention it. And, and then he also, it would appear to me, mentioned that he's willing to shake the tree some more. And that sounds like more people are getting fired. Yeah. Uh, well, they I mean, they only fired one. So certainly there'll be, you know, a lot of the, that staff is not you know, by necessity, I'm sure he'll let the next coach hire his, his own new staff. So, yeah, there'll be some of that. It looks like Marty Herney, the general manager, is safe uh, for now. And uh, there, he was not mentioned in the release. Norv Turner, their offensive coordinator, is kind of going to play a reduced role. And his son, Scott Turner, is going to call the plays for the last four games. So that's a little – that's some of it. But I think – yeah, in terms of shaking the trees, I mean, it's not just that. I mean, they're trying, like so many cities, they're trying to get a new stadium here. Uh, as I mentioned, the MLS soccer team. Uh, he's he's shaking a lot of, you know, they're changing where they're having their summer training camp, uh, building a brand-new training facility like a lot of teams have. There's a lot of trees to be shaken around here. So let me ask you this question. Scott Fowler, uh, the columnist with the Charlotte Observer, has been on the bench before he's back again talking about the firing of Ron Rivera today uh, with the Panthers. So when I watched Kyle Allen, I mean, I just have to be honest with you. I thought over the last few weeks that, uh, you know, all that euphoria over him had dissipated and that it had become clear to me, just the naked eye, that he – you know, because he remember when he started, he was great. Everybody was talking about how great he was, and then everybody right. started, and then all these people started saying he's better than Cam Newton, and that we need to get rid of Cam Newton and, and go with this guy. Now, how stupid do you have to be, in my opinion, that people were so quick to change and turn on this guy Newton, and then in like four games they had found uh, you know Jesus, and then now, and what I saw the last four weeks is that he basically. Uh, he sucks. 
Like, I don't think he's terrible, but he played bad the last month, and that's all there is to it. He is definitely not your quarterback in the future. I don't care what anybody says. Probably not, no. I mean, he, he went undrafted for a reason. A lot of NFL teams, you know, passed on him over and over again, and he, and he lost two college jobs for kind of the same issues he's had now, which are he can throw an accurate ball when he has time, but he is prone to turnovers, and that's been the, the bugaboo with, with Kyle Allen for, for some time. Uh, I think he'll he'll be here next year because he's under a, a you know, he's, he's an exclusive rights-free agent. He's very cheap. Uh, but I, you know, the new coach, of course, will make that will make a lot of that decision with Cam. But Cam is a a good bargain, as weird as that seems to say. But he, he'll be like the twentieth highest paid quarterback next year, or something at at like nineteen million. He's uh, as Tepper alluded to one time. He, he today he said, "Well, we don't have any thirty-six million dollar a year mistakes on our roster." Why, why don't they just, uh, honestly, uh, Scott, why don't they just draft a young quarterback and let Newton uh, put him under his wings? Because I'm telling you, that other kid's not the answer. If they're just going to keep him around, it's going to be the same mess all over again. Well, you know, the funny thing is they did. They drafted in the third round last year uh, Will Greer, who you uh, maybe remember. Right, I remember him. Virginia. Sure. But he hadn't played, you know, he's been third string, now second string, hadn't played it down. All right. Uh, and so they've got one, but yeah, right. I mean, they might need to get another. I mean, it's, but they got so many pressing issues. I mean, if you've, if you've seen the line Kyle Allen is playing in front of right now, I mean, it is horrible. They, he was sacked seven times last week against Washington, and it probably should have been 10 or 12. He got out of several that he probably shouldn't have gotten out of. It was bad. And so they got issues, you know, a lot of issues. And Ron Rivera was a two-time NFL coach of the year here, but, you know, it's finally like with so many coaches, I mean, it's finally just kind of stopped working. I mean, he's going to be a good coach somewhere else. He's he's a very good organizer. He's, he's uh, Players like him. Everybody likes him. It's just not going to be here. But believe me, I think he'll have another NFL job, you know, within – Wow. So, because that was the question uh, I was uh, wondering. You're telling me that you think that he'll immediately be hired again as a head coach after getting fired in Carolina, that he's just going to go somewhere else and that'll be that? I think so. I mean, uh, you know, I know that there's lots of – it depends, of course, how many jobs open, if it's four or if it's like eight, you know, depending on how many of those 32 – I just remember, though, here when John Fox, who had a much worse ending here with the Panthers, also coached here nine years, also got him to one Super Bowl and lost, was a defensive guy, very similar in a lot of ways to Rivera, and immediately, uh, you know, got fired here after a two and fourteen season. Immediately got not one more head job, but two more, and I think Rivera uh, is so well liked around the league. I mean, I guess he could sit out a year. But I definitely think he'll be a head coach in the NFL again. Do you think that uh, Gettleman would be uh, interested in bringing him to the Giants? And do you think that that makes Gettleman look weak, that all he does is keep going back to the same, uh, you know, cul-de-sac? To, to, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, I think Gettleman certainly liked Ron. They had a good relationship here and got to a Super Bowl together and uh, were pretty uh, simpatico. But – I don't think that they just, you know, loved each other or anything. That was kind of a marriage that was, you know, kind of an arranged marriage, so to speak. So 
Yeah, I think I think he'd probably take a look though. I mean, I, I, I he knows him very well. I think it'd be silly not. Wow, uh, is that is that kind of where you feel he'll end up? Not necessarily. No, I mean, I think he might. You know, I think there's lots of places. I mean, I think any NFL job, you know, where they don't necessarily, especially if they're going away from an offensive guy. You know, I think that's kind of what Ron will need. There, you know. You, you can't be on the McVay Shanahan bandwagon, I suppose. You got to be on the okay. Let me get a grown up in the room, and he's going to set us to rights. You know, I don't know Cleveland, Dallas. I mean, there's there's lots of issue. You know, possibilities. Jacksonville. I don't know. I mean, it just if somebody's people are going to have to get fired first uh, before Ron gets hired anywhere. But. Uh, you know, he's got a lot of friends. Yeah, I think it's uh, inevitable that you know, we all know what happens on, on the day after the last uh, day of the NFL season. A bunch of people get whacked, and it's just automatic. So we'll see where it all uh, plays out. Fantastic, as usual, Scott. Thanks for coming on the bench and telling us all about the Ron Rivera firing today in Charlotte. Check out the charlotteobserver.com for more info on the uh, Rivera firing. Scott, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. All right, same here. Enjoyed it. Bye. All right, Scott Fowler with the Charlotte Observer. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Yeah, I got to tell you, four weeks left in uh, pro football. They fire Rivera. Four weeks left in pro football. That means a lot of action. Bowl season is creeping up on us. This is when it matters most. Get on PharrellOnTheBench.com. Killer picks. NBA, college rack, NHL, boxing, MMA, every fight. Incredible price. Even better results. PharrellOnTheBench.com. It's just the best snags anywhere. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. You're going to need to do that. So I was with a guy tonight uh, gambling heavily and uh, having dinner. And uh, we were betting on everything, right, Mafia? Like I was, uh, I had action on uh, so many big games tonight. And I was going over all these bets with him. And, and, and all the big games, you know, like the Louisville game, the Duke game, Florida State, Indiana. There's, there's a ton of really good games tonight when you think about it. In uh, college basketball, I don't know if anybody was like into it or whatever. I get into it. All that matters to me, you know what I mean. Uh, so, and how about this game? So, the, remember the Bradley game? It was twelve. It's twelve right now. It's fifty-five forty-three, and uh, that game's great. How about this one? Remember Indiana was up eleven at the half. Now that's three. Guess what the spread is in that game? Three, with ten minutes left. And I'm telling you, Florida State means business. Didn't they just get done uh, beating Purdue's ass, right? So uh, they beat them by three. They beat Tennessee by three. That's a tough team. Do you remember uh, Carver High? Every year, this guy Hamilton, is that his name? He always has that team ready to play in big games. And, I mean, forget about December. That guy's get ready to go in March. That's what he does. Always ready. That guy's a winner. That that is an excellent basketball coach. That guy at Florida State, the, and no one talks about it because it's a football school. But meanwhile, the basketball program has far exceeded the football program years ago. Like, He's had deep runs a uh, bunch of the last few years. Really? Like the last five years, would you even argue that Florida State basketball is better than Florida State football, hands down? I'd say the last three. Probably, I mean, when did Winston win the national title? I mean, that's five or six years ago, right? Whatever that is. So since Winston left town, uh, Florida State football has been awful. So I really like him, you know. And I don't know if he would, uh, because I think 
he could do better than Florida State. I hate to say it. I think he could coach at the highest level of college basketball. And I, you know, I don't put Florida State in there as a, you know, top flight, you know, blue chip type school. You know what I mean? Like, I think he could coach anywhere. Really uh, legitimate. I mean, he's been there almost 20 years now. I mean, it's... He's it just, just won't leave. It's just his spot. I mean, he's not I going got, anywhere. It's I, just you look at some of these guys who they never go anywhere else. I'm sure he's been offered to go to other places. And he just doesn't go. And, and you got to think 20 years. Is um, that what he's got there, 20? He's been the coach there since 02. That is Almost crazy. 20. He's been there a long time. So what is that, 17 years or something? Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, last year, Sweet 16, year before that, Elite Eight. So he's gone to the second weekend. The last two years in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, he's no joke. Got so, a bunch of NCAA appearances with them. All right, so here's the game. Uh, that game's five points right now with nine and a half left in that Big Ten ACC challenge. Uh, the Memphis score is 55-39 Memphis. So, I mean, there's 644 left, so they're handling their business. Duke at the half up 45-29. You can't tell me that you're – I mean, you got to be surprised a little that it's that bad. That Duke is blowing them out that badly. In the Breslin. You got to be kidding me. Like, I took Duke in the six. But I didn't think they'd win. I really didn't. Because you know why? Why do you think that I don't think they win at the Breslin? I said this last night, right? What do you think it is? It's because Michigan State gets every call when they play in that building with Izzo screaming at the refs. They're scared to death of him. He gets home cooking. when When you're beating somebody's ass so much, refs can't come into play. Listen... Well, fair enough, but I'm saying I have never seen anything like, except for Bob Knight, right, the domination of a ref, of a crew of refs, than what Izzo does to referees in, in East Lansing. And then Krzyzewski at Duke, right? The, same, the two of them, they just own the refs, right? Roy Williams, too. He gets it, and Bill Self, and then that's about and Calipari, right? Those coaches right there, those fistful of dollars right there, those five, they're the ones that get every call. At home. Forget about beating that. Like, you know how hard it is to win in Lawrence, Kansas? You won't get a call the whole day. Not what You won't get one foul the whole day. So I am surprised Michigan State's getting blown out like that because they get, I mean, they literally get the homerized milk toast. I mean, it's just homerized milk toast city. They get every call. So when you bet on them, you better be ready to lose. You better be ready for the refs to screw your bet because they give them everything. All right, Louisville blew out Michigan. Were you surprised that Michigan ran out of steam after the uh, Atlantis? Because here's what I told a story tonight to this guy. I said, uh, and Mafia heard me. I said, when I went to the Cove in Atlantis, <laughs> I don't remember sleeping for four days. And I remember seeing Vince Neal at the pool. Remember the story I told you? He was covered in chicks. He had 15 chicks giving him a massage at once and, a, and five bottles of Dom. And, I mean, there wasn't a man around for a mile. It was just leg and, and just tush. And he had it all going. And I was sitting at the pool looking over. I looked at my wife. I go, 34, see, look at this dude. He's still rocking it. He's fat and ugly now, and he's still rocking it. I go, this guy's my hero. He's a fat slob old man now, and he's still getting leg at the pool at the, at the Atlantis. So when you come back from the Atlantis and you come back from the Bahamas, generally you're strung out, Right. So I don't know how Michigan can recover from winning the tournament down there. Because everybody says whoever wins, do you know whoever wins Atlantis, right, wins the NCAA championship? I don't think Michigan's winning the NCAA championship. But you never know. They could be in it. 
right? I still think Michigan State will end up winning the Big Ten and being in the Final Four. You know, right now I'd be willing to say that because all these games they play tough early, all these conference and and holiday tournaments and games they're losing, that's just going to make them tougher when it comes time for the Big Ten and the NCAA tournament in March. Know that. And factor in the Izzo. The Izzo chip is, is, is real. That guy is going to, you know, I feel, and I mean this, he'll drop dead on a basketball court. You know that, right? Because that guy has a conniption every night. Have you ever seen anything like that guy flipping out on a basketball court? He's the new Bob Knight. He really is. Is he not? Guy has a conniption every night. He's screaming and yelling at kids. You know how they say you're not allowed to yell at the kids anymore? <laughs> Good luck with that. That guy yells at his dog, at his mailman. He yells at his wife, the neighbors. He yells at Santa Claus. Can we talk about the chicks and Vince Neal again? No? No? I, I just thought it was more entertaining than sports talk. It can be rather boring. There's nothing boring about being surrounded by 15 chicks and thongs pouring champagne on you in the heat of the Bahamas, the Bohemian sun. God bless him. Louisville is pretty tough. Number one, 58-43. They get it done. Jordan Nuora with 22 and 12 rips. Anyway, Baylor a winner tonight. Ranked teams. Uh, Dayton a winner tonight. Tough game against 0-6 Houston Baptist for the Flyers tonight. And then uh, Butler a winner. I took Butler against Old Miss on the road uh, down in Oxford. And 67-58, they get it done. How about the Butler Bulldogs at 8-0 and now, Carver High? Getting involved. Good for them. They've always had a pretty good basketball program in Indianapolis, right? I think. Absolutely. Uh, again, Indiana by three over Florida State. Here's one I went with, uh, the upset, but it's it's close. UTEP on the road in New Mexico State, and uh, it's a three-point game. I think I, you know, looks like I lost all those, too. All my bets. I guess you know them, don't you? Lost those, too, apparently. How did I lose that, too? Honestly, didn't I have those in my hand when I was doing stuff? No, you had the other sheet that I had put them on. Oh. No, I actually had mine, too. It's unbelievable. I've lost my mind. It's a lot of sorts. I've lost my mind, and I've lost everything. Lost my mind. (laughs) Oh, God. I lost my mind. LSU over uh, New Orleans, 90-54. to Tough game for them. TCU leading Illinois State by 10 with 40 seconds left. Pitt up 56-47 on Rutgers. I'm watching that game. 59-47 now, Panthers. And then I'm just seeing if there's anything else that matters here. Indiana State over North Dakota State by 11. St. John's by 10 over St. Peter's. Northern Kentucky beat Miami of Ohio 76-54. Your boy Coppin State 85-75 over uh, East Carolina on the road. Uh, Northwestern beat BC big 82-64. Richmond over Hampton 80-63. How about this one? Fairleigh Dickinson, a good game against Quinnipiac. They beat them by one. That's local mafia, local hoops here in New York and Jersey. Very local. Uh, Loyola, the Ramblers, go to Ball State and Muncie and win 70-58. to Eastern Michigan I picked over Valpo, 85-79. Eastern Michigan a winner. Iowa beat Syracuse. I took Iowa in the four. 
uh, getting four, 68-54. They beat Cuse. What has happened to Jim Beheim's uh, Syracuse Orange? Any comment from any of the homers around here that work at this place? They're all Syracuse cronies. I've heard it's the worst Syracuse team in 20 years, somebody told me earlier. Cincinnati. Uh, they covered. Uh, it was seven against the Catamounts. 82-73. They get it done. Uh, Belmont over Lipscomb by five. Mafia wondering why I give all these small school scores because I bet on all of them. Murray State, or excuse me, they lose by two to Missouri State, 71-69. Uh, Drake beat Milwaukee by three. Texas by 10 over UAB. Arkansas by seven over Austin P. I took Austin P in the 17. And Vandy beat Buffalo easy. I hit that game 90-76. to SMU over Northwestern State. Blew them out. Creighton by 12 over Oral Roberts. That was the number. Arizona State and San Francisco playing on CBS Sports Network tonight at 11 Eastern. Coming up in five minutes. Might be able to cop and state that game. Shake out. Ooh. Shake out. Ooh. Anyway, uh, NBA rack. We haven't even talked about the NBA uh, tonight. But Jerry Hinnon is up next. We'll talk about the college football championship games this week. And the new poll is really not a story at all, is it? I guess what's the biggest story? Is Utah more deserving than Oklahoma, right? We'll talk to Jerry Hinnon coming up, our college football insider on the bench. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.